Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 189, I'm going to be talking about how to conduct a strategic 80-20 audit of your blog. Sounds complicated, doesn't it? Here's the thing, 2014 is coming to an end, and you know what's going to happen after that? 2015, people are going to start making all kinds of New Year's resolutions, many of which will never see the light of day, and what I find is that we aren't always able to move ahead successfully if we don't take stock of where we are, what we've done, what has worked what hasn't and then make some strategic decisions as to where we want to go so today we're going to look at a way that we can strategically apply the 80 20 principle and then move forward that's what we're going to be talking about today man i had a lot to say in that intro like i'm looking at my my um write-up that i usually have and i i almost left out an entire paragraph there I guess I got too excited when I was coming up with this content. But, I, you know, this content today, what we're going to be talking about, yes, I've spoken about the 80-20 rule before or the Pareto principle, but I want to go into a way where it's kind of like we're eliminating the guesswork. And if you've heard about the 80-20 rule before and you're thinking, ah, I know exactly what he's going to say, well, you know, you just might find that there's a little bit of a different twist to how I'm presenting this today because I think there I'm sorry I'm tripping over my words but I think that we can be much more strategic with how we apply that principle and I'm going to give you I'm going to go through some very specific examples um, as to what I am currently doing so that I can really figure out you know how was how was 2014 a lot of people are waiting until you know the end of December or January to say all right let's start 2015 but I'm saying listen let's let's kind of step back and take a look at what has happened, but do it in a way that's very strategic, very analytical, so that we can get concrete data, not just, you know, I think this is what works. I think that is what works. No, concrete data that we can use to make decisions. All right. There's going to be one requirement. Well, yeah, I don't know if this is one requirement. Well, there are going to be a few requirements, but one of the things you definitely need to have is you need to have had Google Analytics installed on your blog because that's going to really help you to do this in a more strategic way. If you don't have it, there are some things that you're going to be able to do, not everything that I mentioned, but you'll be able to um, still look at some of the general things that I'm talking about. And 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 it's just good to know even if 
you don't have it all set up just for the future. How do you go about analyzing what's going on? So, okay, enough about that. Let's talk about the 80-20 rule. Um, This is something I've spoken about before, but I haven't gone into as much detail as I'm going to go into today. Um, The 80-20 rule is also called the Pareto Principle. It was named after this um, Italian economist. His name was Vilfredo Pareto. And what happened is he made a very significant observation. And this is probably, this won't be strange to you if you've never heard this. This is this just, we all observe stuff like this. But what he noticed was that 80% of Italy's land was owned by 20% of the population. So you got a lot of land in Italy, but most of it was owned by a small amount of in a relatively small number of individuals and that was approximately 20%. Now, he started kind of doing some surveys of other countries and looking around and what he saw was that you know it it was a similar type of a distribution regardless of where he looked. In different countries they also had that kind of a 80/20 distribution um 80% of the land owned by 20% of the people. Now, he also noticed, and this is where it got kind of interesting, because he was planting peas, and he noticed that 80%, approximately 80% of the peas came from 20% of the pea pods. So it's a similar concept. And the idea here is that you get the most from a smaller subset. You get more of the land owned by a smaller subset of the population, 20% of the population. You get more of the peas, 80%, from a smaller subset of the pea pods. And the concept is this. What if you could focus on just those 20% of the pea pods? What if you know how to replicate what those 20% are doing so that you can get more of those kind of pea pods and then result in many more peas? Now, why in the world do I care about peas? Well, quite frankly, I don't care about peas. I mean, I like peas, they taste good and so on, but this doesn't help me in my business. So how does this apply to business? Well, in business, approximately, well, and I want to I make something clear. When I say 80-20, it doesn't necessarily have to be 80-20. It could be 90-10. It could be 95-5. It could be 60-40. But the general idea is this. 80% of your revenue comes from about 20% of your customers. Okay, that's one way you can look at it. 80% of your output comes from 20% of your input. Okay, so let's make it more specific to bloggers, some some specific applications. 80% of your traffic is going to come from 20% of your content. Quite frankly, all the stuff you create, they're not all going to be hits. I'm sorry. But it's the truth. They're not all going to be hits. 80% of your traffic comes from 20% of your content. 80% of your social media results come from 20% of your social media efforts. And the idea, the reverse of this is that 80% of what we do only yields 20% of the results. And unfortunately, that 80% is a bulk of things that we do and can be a waste of time. I don't know about you, but I waste time. 
I focus from time to time on things that really aren't going to yield a significant result. You know, that 80% of things that I do, well, the 80% or that, that, that amount of whatever that number is, that only yields 20% of the results. So the question is this, how can we find that significant 20%, you know, the 20% that's going to have the big um, results, the 20% um, that is going to generate the most amount of income, the most amount of traffic. How can I find that and focus much more of my time on energy on that so that my productivity, income, success, satisfaction, all that good stuff increases significantly? How do we do that? So that's what I want to explore today. How can we specifically find those few things, those fewer things that really d- does generate, uh, the, the re- really do generate a significant return? And I want to do this in a very strategic way. So what I'm going to do is first I'm going to talk about uh, monetization, about the money that you make with your online business and with your blog. And then I'm going to talk about content. And I'm going to talk about traffic. So these are the three areas that we're going to be looking at today. First, we're going to start with monetization. And I, I can't stand before you today and take all the credit for everything that I'm going to say. Because um, I did a workshop, a blogging concentrated workshop with Dan Morris and Rachel Martin. Um, and when I was doing that, Dan, Dan Morris, he's from Blogging Concentrated. You can check him out at bloggingconcentrated.com. They're both from bloggingconcentrated.com. Um, when, I, when I was there, he spoke about a process, and that's a process that we're going to be kind of applying to different things today, um, where he was doing some audits for some companies looking at their income. And this is how it goes, and this is how I want you to look at it. For this part, we're going to assume that you are making some money with your blog. Hopefully, you're making money, whether it's from selling affiliate products or from ads or from whatever the case might be. You are making some money with your blog. And of course, with blogging, your income can be very diverse. You can promote multiple affiliate products and so on and so forth. So what I want you to do is you're going to open up a spreadsheet. And what you're going to do is you're going to take all of that income and you're going to put it in a spreadsheet. You're going to look at all of the different categories, all of the individual things that make you money. So for for example, if it were me, the things that I would be putting in this would be my private one-on-one coaching, which is higher priced and I have fewer individuals in there, just four individuals. I would put my Become a Blogger University, which is a lower price, but it's still high value. I have significantly more people going through that Become a Blogger University. And then, of course, um, there's affiliate marketing that I do. I promote services like GetResponse and HostGator, lead pages, elegant themes. Um, I've done AWeber in the past, and I still receive commissions there. Opt-in Monster, A-member, um, live events like Social Media Success Summit, WP Curve, and a number of other things, advertising on my biology blog, my study guide. And what I would basically do is I would put them on a spreadsheet and then I would rank them from the greatest income at the top all the way to the lowest income at the bottom. We're getting a little um, strategic here and I hope you follow me on this. I hope it makes sense. But you just take a spreadsheet, you put um, private coaching, $2,000. Become a blogger university, X amount. Affiliate marketing, um, you have that category and you say get response, X amount of dollars. Host gator, this amount. 
lead pages, etc., etc., etc. And you're going to then calculate your total income. And then what, what, let's take a specific number, and I'm just making this up because I haven't calculated my total income for 2014 yet. Um, but you're going you're gonna to add it up. And let's say you have $10,000 that you made or even $100,000 that you made. And I'm using those numbers because it makes it very easy to calculate. So the question you're going to ask yourself at this point is, what is 80% of that? Okay, what is 80% of that? And in this case, it would be $8,000 or $80,000, right? So we know that we're looking for the items, the things, the sources of income that has generated that 80%, that $8,000, that $80,000, okay? And then what you're going to do is you're going to start from the top and work your way down until you reach that $8,000 or until you reach that $80,000. And what you might see is that that accounts for 20% of the things that you've actually promoted. It might be more. It might be less. It could be significantly more or significantly less. And that's fine. You just want to know what is generating the bulk of your income? Where are you getting the bulk of your revenue from? Okay, so what this does, and actually you can take this and you can go to the next level. Let's say you do this and you find, okay, we're not drilling down deep enough to the real top things that's giving us the, the, the biggest return on the time that I put into it and, and so on. What you can do then is you can go even further. You can say, let me take 80% of that 80%. <laughs> So you're going to get the the 20% of the 20% of the things that are really generating significant revenue. So you can drill down even more if you feel the need to do that. But the, the key thing here is this. Once you figure out what those few things are that are generating the bulk of your revenue, those are the things that you're going to be focusing on. Instead of fighting to work on a whole bunch of stuff, focus on those things. As you move into 2015, all right? So, so just to kind of recap on how you do this is, number one, you'd create a spreadsheet. You would put all of the things that are generating revenue in that spreadsheet and, and do it from the highest amount to the lowest amount. You would calculate to see how much money you've made, and then you would take 80% of that and see which of these products, from the biggest to the smallest, which ones are responsible for generating that 80% of the income. And those are the things that you're going to be focusing on in 2015. Now, you're going to be tempted to do a bunch of other things, but it's not necessary. With the way the internet is going right now, everybody's trying to hustle and everybody's trying to diversify so much and spread them, they end up spreading themselves so thin that they're not being as effective as they can be. And we don't want you to be in that position. So we're going to try to focus. Now, there are some things that you want to take into consideration. I'll give you a very specific example. Um, lead pages is something that I have not been promoting all year. I just started promoting it really uh, a few weeks ago, which was uh, in October. So the only income I have from lead pages would be what I received in my promotions last month. It's going to be hard to compare that to 
get response that I've been promoting for the last eight months or something of that sort. All right. So you want to take into consideration how long you're promoting so that you're not saying, well, you know, I only made a few hundred dollars here. But if you only made a few hundred dollars there while only promoting it for one week, that's still more significant. That's something that you've been promoting all year and you've made uh, a little more than what you did in that one week. Okay. hope that makes sense. All right, so that's when it comes to making money. Now, some of you are thinking, you know, I'm not making money with my blog yet, Leslie. How in the world does this apply to me? Well, first off, I still want you to be thinking about these things because if you're not thinking about monetization, you're not thinking about building a business. All right? Now, let's move on to content. And this is going to apply to anyone once you're creating content and you're getting some traffic. Okay, the concept is the same. Once again, we're trying to find the 20% of content that is generating that 80% of our traffic. The 20% of um, the articles and the videos and the podcasts that we've created that are getting the most play, that people are consuming the most or have been consuming the most over the last few months, if not all of 2014. So how would we do this? Well, we would jump into Google Analytics and we'd go through a similar process. So to go to this um, section, what you would go do is once you're in Google Analytics, you're going to go to Behavior. You'll see that in the sidebar. And then you'll go to Site Content. That's going to show up next. And then you want to go to All Content. And what this is going to do is it's going to give you all of the content on your site once you have Google Analytics installed. Um, so you're going to go to all, I said all content, I meant to say all pages. So I'm looking at mine in Google Analytics right now, and I see a ton of pages. To be more specific, I see 1,507 pages on my biology blog. Okay, that's the one that I'm looking at for as, as an example. If you don't know, I do have a biology blog. It is at interactive-biology.com where my mission is to make biology fun for people all over the world. So I am seeing that there are 1,507 pages that have received traffic over the last, um, the last month. Okay, so... Uh, let's make it simple. Let's say you have a total total views of once again that magical those magical numbers ten thousand or a hundred thousand page views. Okay. The question is, what is eighty percent of that? Once again, that is eight thousand and eighty thousand. Now, to make it more specific, because I can easily look at mine right now and see those numbers for my blog, my biology blog. I've had. 113,761 page views in the last month. Now, if I take 80% of that, that gives me 91,008. Now, what I'm going to do is I want to see which pages are going to be uh, are responsible for 80% of that traffic. So what you'll do when you're in Google Analytics is you're actually going to export this as a, a CSV file. Or you can um, export it as an Excel file. And once you've exported it, you can look at this table that it generates and you can calculate. You can just add up the rows and see 
how many of those pages are responsible for that 80 that 80%. So for me, when I did this, I saw that 107 of the 15,007 pages are responsible for 80% of my traffic. Uh, well, for the bulk, uh, well, yeah, for the 80% of my traffic. Now, this is one of those examples where it's not 80-20. This was actually just 7% of all of the pages on my site. What does this do for me? Well, that is the top content on my site. And all I have to do is look at that content and try to see, hey, what are some of the things that I covered there that really resonated with people? Okay, another thing you can do is actually look at the organic keywords. And you can do that by going to acquisition and then keywords then organic, and you can see all of the keywords that resulted in traffic to your site. And you can use all of this information to once again tell you that the pages on your site that's responsible for 80% of your traffic. It'll tell you if you have content there. When I look at the, 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 the pages that are generating traffic, some of them I hardly have any content for but I'm getting a significant amount of traffic for. Um, so, for example, I see one here on the process. This might sound a little too technical, but the process of erythropoiesis, which is how red blood cells form. I have one article on my site about that topic, and it's generated almost 4,000 page views. That, to me, is significant. And what that tells me is, hey, maybe I should create more of that content since people seem to love it so much. All right? Makes sense, right? Hormone classification, 1,611 views. That's a significant amount of views. And once again, I only have one article on that. I don't have any videos on that. I don't have any videos on the previous one. Why not make some videos? Why not create some content so that I can take advantage of the fact that this is something that people are interested in? Hope that makes sense. All right, so that's content. Now let's talk about traffic. Once again, the concept is exactly the same. You want to see all of the sites that have sent you traffic, okay? So in my case, I looked and I saw that 33,526 page um, websites sent me traffic in the last 30 days. 3,526. Well, what is uh, 80% of that? Well, 80% of that is two, th I'm sorry, 3,526 page views. Okay, I had 3,520. Wait, let me let me check on that. All right, yeah, I just checked on it. So it's 3,526 sessions. So uh, these, these sites referred um, uh, 3,526 3, sessions to my site, and there were 371 sites that were referring those sessions. Okay, so what does that do for me? Well, once again, what's the 80% of that 3,526? Well, that is 2,821. And when I exported it and looked at the CSV file and added up my rows, I saw that out of the 371 sites that have sent traffic, 52 of them were responsible for those sessions. 
Once again, that is significant to me because it's not 20% no, but it's actually 14% of all those sites. And what I can do is look through all of those referring sites and I can then um, see which ones would make sense to maybe approach those sites and see if I can work something out with them. See if I can do some kind of a partnership. Maybe if I'm into guest posting, see if I can do a guest post. See if they're interested in linking to more of my content. See if I can provide them with some value that would result in a partnership that results in more traffic for me, maybe even more traffic for them. So how would you find this? You would go to acquisition and then you'd go to all referrals. Now, you don't even have to focus on all of the 52. Um, you can say you want to choose the top 10. Now, you, what you're going to see, at least what I've seen, is that some of these referrals are going to be things like YouTube and Pinterest and Facebook and, and, and Google and Google in Germany and Google in France and all these types of um, different websites. And those wouldn't be people that you would contact. But there can be some in that list of 52 that you could say, hey, I noticed this blogger is linking to me. I didn't know that before. Let me go and check out their blog. Now that I've checked out their blog, I see that this would be, uh, this would be a very um, good relationship for me to have with that individual. I can reach out to them. I can connect with them. But once again, I'm not doing this in a random way. I am looking at what's already generating results. And you might see some surprising things when you look at these numbers. One of the big, no, the biggest surprise for me is that for, for, um, for interactive biology, my number two biggest referral was Pinterest. Of all places, Pinterest. You know what I've done on Pinterest to promote interactive biology? absolutely nothing, but it is my number two referral. So would it then now make sense for me to say, hey, if, if Pinterest is sending me that much traffic and I'm not doing anything, I mean, absolutely nothing, what if I were to do a little bit over there? Or what if I were to do a lot over there? Or what if I were to, 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 to hire someone to just focus on Pinterest? There are services out there that you can work with that they will do your pinning for you and so on. What if I were to hire one of those services? Would that result in an increase in traffic? My guess is yes. And you know what my guess is? Why my guess is that way? Because that is what the data is showing me. So it's the same concept for social media. Which social media sites are sending you the, more, the most traffic? So once you've gone through and done this analysis, you've looked at your, your income, you've looked at your content, you've looked at your traffic, what do you do with that? Well, the goal then is to have more focus. So as you're planning on going into 2015, don't plan for 2015 in 2015. No, you're going to be looking at this data so that you can make some very specific plans. And then don't try to expand much. If at all, just focus on what works. Focus on developing systems to capitalize on what's already working. Come up with a content calendar with, that's based on what people are already consuming on your blog. 
on what they are already looking for when you check the keywords and they're coming to your site. And then you can come up with a marketing strategy that is much more focused. You're not going to necessarily try to contact every site out there in your niche. You're going to try to work with the few that are already sending you a significant amount of traffic that if you were to strengthen those relationship relationships, it can generate significantly more traffic. You're not going to necessarily try to be on every social network doing everything. You're going to focus on the ones that are already working. You're not going to be guessing. You're going to be eliminating the guesswork and doing what is working even more even better, even more efficient. And as a result, wait, I feel like I'm preaching again. <laughs> as a result, can I get an amen? Okay. As a result, you are going to be more productive. You are going to be more effective. You're going to see more results. And that, that, my friend, is exactly what you and I are going for that's pretty much it i hope you got a ton of value from that because you know what i got value from it and these are the things that i am going to be doing because i don't want to be wasting my time i don't want to be trying to do every and every any and everything i want to focus on what works i want to do more of it and i want to see the results and you can do the same so that's it I hope you're enjoy- you enjoyed this. I hope you got a ton of value from it. And if you did, I would appreciate it if you would just hop on over to iTunes. You can go to becomeablogger.com slash iTunes and open it up and then leave a review. Just let people know, hey, this is what I think about this podcast. It's great. It sucks. No, don't say it sucks because that's not cool. <laughs> Uh, I would really, really appreciate it. It would make my heart flutter. And if you're trying to get your blog started to create content, inspire others, and change the world, you can check on over with my free blogging course at freebloggingvideos.com where you get to follow me as I show you exactly, step-by-step, how I've built my blogs into successful online businesses, how many others have done the same, and how you can do the same. Freebloggingvideos.com, free, actionable, and awesome. That's pretty much it for this episode. This is Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. Eight 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 three five two four one four.